0: Hello, this is Property Matters, a weekly catch-up on all matters property, supported by Fairview International Property Consultancy and auctionproperty.co.uk. We're live every Sunday at 10am on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, and our website, propertymatterstv.co.uk. If you're watching on the website, please leave us a Google review. And if you're watching on social media, get involved in the conversation in the comments below. If you would like to send us um, some questions for our regular questions uh, programs that we make, uh, the email address is hello@propertymatters.tv.co.uk. at propertymatterstv.co.uk. And if you don't have a chance to listen to the show in full because you're on the move, take the podcast with you. The audio version is available every Monday after the Sunday broadcast at 10am. Just search Property Matters TV wherever you get your podcasts from. And the show is also broadcast across the week on Dilsey Radio. So let's have a look at the festive New Year stories. Joe, Happy New Year's Eve. Yes, Happy New Year. Let's
1: hope this uh, 24 is, uh, 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 you know, a bit more encouraging than the mix of 23. But uh, I think we've got a mixed bag of goodies. Uh, pick and mix, I suppose. What comes to my mind is probably what's going to be the order for 24. But let's see.
0: Yeah, we're going to look forward to, we're going to look back first on 2023 and also look forward to 2024. Seems appropriate to do that on New Year's Eve of all days. Uh, And Zoopla has given us the 23 official data, which is very interesting indeed. It's all about uh, buyer behaviour and user trends in the uh, market. And mortgage rates dominated the market, of course, throughout the year. Homeowners and those looking to buy or move Googled a mortgage-related term almost every 23 seconds in 2023. Latest findings from the property website shows as, a, as the result of the Bank in England hiking the rates of course from 0.1% to 5.25% in the year in a bid to tackle soaring inflation it is little surprise that homeowners have been consumed by what is happening to mortgages. The property portal says that mortgage related terms have been searched for almost a million times within, with a 62% increase in searches for the term mortgage rates and a 43% increase in the search for mortgage repayment calculator as homeowners grappled with rising inflation and the cost of living crisis. In tandem, there's also been an increase in searches for when will interest rates go down, 85% increase, and a 43% increase for interest rate predictions as the nation waited to see what the Bank of England would do next. Now, I suppose, really, that's how we will remember 2023, isn't it? A battle against the interest rates, Joe.
1: Yes, I mean it's it's quite frightening to think that from 0.1% to 5.25, that was literally a steep curve. Um, you know, it's it, it straight to the top. Really, it was just uh, there was no let up in that, and that caused um, a huge amount of issues throughout 23. Um, and we'll probably do the same, you know, going forward. It's settling with the new, what I think is the new norm. Um, and, uh, yeah, home buyers, home owners, um, buy to let anyone that was in property definitely had a very short, sharp shock in the shortest possible time that you can imagine, uh, since 2007, when obviously it all went quiet and then the interest rate started to sort of change to try and make things happen. And then all of a sudden in one big swoop within the short space of time, <clears throat> we went you know literally straight to the top it was like it's like finding um you know the uh, the shard at the tip <laughs> it was just literally straight to the point of the top but uh, yeah i mean you know they they as i've always said they use the property market as a yo-yo to settle and here is pure demonstration of what happened you know in terms of that they demonstrated by hiking the interest rate they wanted to bring the inflation down which they did remarkably well but at a cost and on top of that of course we all lived through those tremendous hikes in um utilities that we which we didn't bargain for so yeah very very interesting um in in terms of how that happened and of course now the injuries and the fallouts from that
0: it certainly feels um very much akin to the days of the uh, early 1970s you know when we had the three-day week and uh, and all that kind of thing going on it's that it's the most it's the most tough I've remembered since those times also tough for first time buyers Joe to get back onto the point really uh, their buying power in the year was hit by 20 percent so they had 20 percent less that they could afford as a result of the mortgage rate hikes um and so as a result of that they reckon there was 15.5 percent fewer first-time buyers in the past 12 months from September uh, to 2023 um And of course, the fluctuating mortgage rates, making affordability central for many homeowners. 2023 was a year that saw the public searching in new ways for their dream home as value became front of mind. And we've got a story coming up in a moment where people are taking longer and longer terms for their mortgages, which uh, is a little risky, given that, you know, you're going to have to carry on paying well into what would be perceived as retirement age. But as you've said before, Joe, without the first time buyers, we don't have a market.
1: Yes, I mean, and and the first time buyers have demonstrated, first of all, obviously it's quite uh, amazing to see the power of of search engines and the power of words that actually allow people to give us an indication of of how many people are searching and what words they're using and what is really on their minds. And it goes goes very clearly to show that uh, property is always on people's minds. And when they're searching for mortgages and searching for, you know, uh, the way to pay and how long the mortgage is going to be and what you know, what's what's available, um, those that data is, is really useful and, and good to share with our, our listeners and viewers, because it just goes to show that, uh, you know, what people are currently thinking, people are always asking me constantly, Oh, you know, how's the housing market? What's it doing? And the, this, this, this is what our programme is all about. It tells us all the current ways of what people are doing. But first time buyers are without a shadow of a doubt crucial um, to our whole system. Um, they are very, very keen to still get on the property mount, uh, property ladder into the property market. Um, and of course, yes, this, this idea of long-term mortgages has always been mooted, but obviously with interest rates gone as high as they are, they have no choice but to try and spread it over a longer period.
0: Indeed, Uh, they say that uh, March was the most popular month for completions for both new homes and existing properties, thanks to a surge in market activity at the beginning of the year. And I think that was people trying to get on the ladder, of course, before they knew the rates were going to go up to 5%, if you remember. Uh, Whilst uh, users and sessions, or the, the user sessions, reached their highest point in July, the average time to sell a property was 34 days. That's up from 25 days last year, so it's taken slightly longer to sell a property, and three bed homes remain the most in demand property for this time of for this type of uh, 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 this this year rather should I say? So it's interesting, isn't it? I actually thought that perhaps it would be a bit longer because we've said that you know stock is sticking around a bit more. But still, thirty four days is pretty fast.
1: It is, and it's it's the backlog of of what um, probably could have happened, Paul. I mean, the thing mm-hmm. you've got to bear in mind is that we've come into this. There were certain things that were already in the system which they wanted to proceed and clear up but the new stuff is this was slowed down and that's where the time will and that time will show in 24 um as as a longer period as opposed to what it was before but you know 34 days for for a property to be on the market and to be sold or to have a buyer is still pretty good and that just tells you that you know the the interest in the property market will continue and has continued Um, in spite of what's happened with the interest rates and and the um, utility bills and so forth um because people want to i mean you know if you we've covered lots and lots of things in um, the let buy to let market and the rental market and when you think what the rentals are and what people are paying obviously it's still in their best interest where they can afford to take a mortgage and take a longer view over it because it's probably at least it's their own property and they're putting some energy into their own as opposed to Renting, But that has become a very big challenge, especially from the height of 0.1% up to 525
0: So looking at what people were searching on Zoopla, freehold was the uh, top keyword search, which is hardly surprising with all the publicity around leasehold and the reform that's uh, due in due course. Um, um, and that moved from third place last year to first place. Annex also moved up to one, up one spot to third place. Uh, perhaps reflecting the growing trend of intergenerational living for many families, putting their budgets together to try and afford something. As a third of UK households uh, are classed as multi-generational, um, Garage remained in the top three of lists of keyword searches that, uh, as it did in 2022. So basically, the most popular were freehold garage, annex, acre, garden, pool. Interestingly, cottage, rural, sea view, and ensuite pretty much shows the British um, passion for property, doesn't it, Joe, across all areas there, really?
1: Yes, I mean, some of that is retirement. Some of it is because families are getting together, um, especially when you get, you know, garage en suite. Some of those garages are are converted, especially if they are integrated into the property to create extra space. Um, You know, those are all the areas and angles people think about and looking at. And of course, three bedrooms primarily become very popular because people are sharing now Paul, a lot of people have started to share again going back to that sort of you know 70 80s and 90s when people when things get tough what happens is that people say okay well i've got a box room where i've got a a double room which i'm not using or we can switch around we can actually you know get a sharer in and that will help the burden of of the monthly um bills etc so that's why three bedrooms are always popular but yes freehold Quite honestly as you say because of the um you know the renters reform and and also the leasehold policies uh, sorry the leasehold um changes people are conscious they want to you know be a owner of something that they think is got longevity and is theirs as a freehold
0: so looking at the uh, uh list of the top 10 houses that were looked at so the most viewed top 10 of the year seven out of the 10 were affordable family homes or doer-uppers. Only three homes on the list were multi-million pound properties, indicating that 2023 was the year that many homeowners became realistic about what they can afford and therefore what they have been viewing. Uh, recent Zoopla data revealed that the most affordable town to purchase property in Britain is Cumnock in Scotland, based on a price-to-earnings ratio. However, another Scottish area... area. Um, in Verclyde takes the top spot as the cheapest local authority in the UK with an average house price of 103,200, Joe.
1: Wow. Well, you know, in London, you might get a garage for that. So that that tells you um, where, where we are in,
0: well, in the disparity
1: of the north and the south. <laughs> funny, they sh-
0: funny you should mention that because in the very next paragraph, they talk about the average price in London, which is 1.2 uh, one zero uh, million so 1.2 million for an average property uh, and the most expensive house sold in the UK in 2023 was a huge thirty six and a half million pounds wow. <laughs> it is interesting isn't it how these portals obviously because they are able to you know um, monitor everything that people do it really does give you an insight into our house buying nation
1: Oh, definitely. And as I said, I mean, whilst the portals have changed the way people now look and shop and so forth, the amount of data that they collect is sort of real time data. And and obviously that's what we're able to share with our listeners and our viewers, that, you know, these things are um, designed to understand and they designed to make changes Um, and then changes are happening, you know, on the spot all the time. I mean, you think that was typed out the most you know clearly tells you what the mindset of people are they're thinking you know more laterally and logically saying you know i want to buy but i want to buy something that's freehold and of course like mortgages we know that that is an inquiry level that is very high of them thinking that they want to buy so these are all telltale signs of where the market will go
0: they do mention the fact that UK house prices have fallen much less than expected, despite the fact that we've got 5% interest rates. And it means purchasing a property still remains relatively expensive for an average household. It is interesting, and it is a... I, I'm not sure why, but what have you got an opinion why you think uh, house prices haven't fallen further, given it's so unaffordable for many?
1: Well, I think two or th- two or three things that I've, I've, th- I've thought about here. One is that um, the house prices went up quite a lot between 2019 and 2022. Um, So there was a a huge rush during this pandemic and the race for for space. A lot of people did move at that time and the housing market was very busy and so they are settled. Um, And so not as much movement has happened since then. And because there's not as much movement, there are not so many changes in prices. And I can relate to that when I go back to 2007, 2008, when, you know, um, the financial crash happened between 2007, 2008 and 2014, which is probably when the housing market first saw any light, there was no real change in the house prices. And the reason for it was because nobody was moving. Um, And I think that's really where we've come to now, that people are just not making that sort of commitment to move immediately. So the house prices haven't dipped, though the media would love it to actually dip, so they can actually sell more media on bad news. Um, nevertheless, the little bit of bad news they do get, i.e., house prices are you know either correcting or or downturn, um, three or four or five percent, if that um is what they want to you know utilise and say house prices are falling. But here clearly our data shows that it's not as drastic as one likes to think. However, Get borrowing money is becoming more and more challenging and that's probably what's going to be the question in 24 Um, and and that's where i think it will become the buyer's market as opposed to a seller's market and part that part of those are political reasons which we will uh, underline and see throughout 24.
0: super are suggesting that mortgage rates will drop to four and a half percent by the end of next year and then, therefore, they expect house prices to to remain negative, with prices down two percent next year. A faster fall in mortgage rates, say down to four percent, would boost their sales activity, but not necessarily house prices. Do you agree with all of that? Yes, I mean house purchases will continue.
1: I don't think that will be. There won't be as many, but they will continue because that that's the way. People don't always buy for investment. There are people that are buying because they have to buy. They have to move. Because maybe job changes are happening, social reasons, kids schooling, all those other underlying factors that bring people into, into the market and have to. And not everybody is mortgaged up to the hilt, so they're not always worried about what that is. They might be that they've already owned it and paid for it outright and their circumstances mean they've got downsized size or they've got to upgrade or whatever. So housing will always continue to move. It may not be at the levels that we like it to be, but that it, will, it will continue to do so. Um, and, and money will get tighter for, for a while. not sure so much about the interest rates coming back. Of course, I think there will be probably fixed rates being offered around maybe 4.5, 4.75 in order to tempt the market coming back. But I'm not quite convinced at the moment that they will actually bring it down to somewhere around 4.5. I think it may stay around 5%.
0: Time will tell. We alluded to our next story a moment ago, so let's just take a look at it. One-fifth of first-time buyers taking out mortgages of more than 35 years in order to get on the housing ladder, according to UK Finance. In its uh, Finance Review Quarter Three report, the Banking and Financial Services Trade Association revealed the lengths many people are going to in order to afford a home amid higher borrowing costs. The number of first-time buyers taking out over 35-year mortgages jumped to 20% in September, rising from just 13% 13% in September, according to the review, the number of first-time buyers that have taken out 30 to 35-year mortgages stood at 36% in August and September, down from 37% in comparison to the previous year. Both 30 to 35-year and over mortgages uh, take-ups have been the uh, have jumped dramatically amongst first-time buyers since records began in April 2005, where they stood at 5 and 2%, respectively. So overall. 56% of first-time buyers in September 2023 took out a mortgage of over 30 years, with 33% of movers taking out over 30-year over mortgages. Lending to both first-time buyers and movers has fallen year on year since uh, December 2022. They also found that 9% took mortgages of over 35 years. That is a big risk, isn't it? Because, you know, if you're talking about buying a house around the age of 30, let's just say then um you're going to be 70 or oh, don't you if you have 40 years
1: yes i mean the thing is uh, the purpose for this 30 to 35 year term is more about affordability and spreading the cost i don't think it's generally about them living in that one place for that period the chances are there used to be a a, a, a scenario that people used to move every three to four years now i think it's probably five to seven years so they may take a 35-year mortgage term which allows them to spread the cost over a longer period um, however the chances are most people will probably in the next three to five years after they take the mortgage consider moving out or changing and then their circumstances change they're not going to stay the same and then maybe they will readjust theirs to um maybe a 25-year term going forward and also it depends on what um, equity or capital gains they actually make on the property let's say bought something for 100,000 pounds and now in year, year four or five or six it's now worth you know 200,000 pounds or 150,000 pounds they've now managed to get some equity which would put be you know, down as a, a bigger payment towards perhaps the next mortgage and so subsequently that would then bring the uh, borrowing down and of course maybe the term down as well I think in September, the reason why most of it happened is because with all the interest rates that have been going up during 23, um, it has made it impossible for people to have the affordability within the 25 year term.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And of course, the other thing people are doing to uh, cut the monthly cost is uh, what they're saying here. The interest only mortgage, of course, has uh, come back with a large rise in people seeking an interest only term. But that comes with risks, doesn't it really, Joe?
1: Well, the problem with interest only is very simple there's no real way of repaying the actual uh, amount that you're borrowing so you know it's an age-old age thing that um, back in the day they had endowment policies which they were performed um, and since then it really hasn't happened so now people just had to go for a uh, capital repayment and interest uh, um, mortgage which means that the mortgage payments are high but at least they're hitting into the amount of borrowing that they're doing, if they're going to stay in one place or stay for a longer period. Um, and account afford the, uh, affordability, but those that can't, then of course they're coming back to interest only, again, to get the first run on this uh, the uh, ladder to be able to start motivating. And they could readjust that. It might be that they fixed the interest only mortgage uh, for the first three to five years, and then redo really, really it again but, and change it perhaps to a repayment.
0: I suppose there is an element of them that thinks, you know, maybe if we ended up with sort of inflation and uh, growth like we did in the 70s and early 80s, whereby properties were rocketing each year, and therefore, because the one thing about an interest only, of course, is that your property that you're buying, or not buying is the case, but paying the interest on, uh, is going up in value. So there will be a, um, a benefit in the long term, but it probably won't be enough to to afford something smaller when you come to reti- nearer to retirement.
1: Yes, absolutely, Paul. I mean, that's that's exactly what they they um, sort of count on. People we always count on. Anything, okay? Well, I take an interest-only mortgage in the next five years. I bought it for a hundred thousand. It might be worth two hundred thousand or three hundred thousand. I I could probably downsize, pay off, and then have a mortgage-free house, perhaps somewhere in the country. These are all what we call ideals. But something we can't control about is is life. We don't know what it's going to throw at you. And you might think you've got a plan, and all of a sudden that plan has been thrown right out of the water and uh, you're staying where you are or you you can't afford to stay where you are but yes the ideal thing is that the capital growth of the value over a period should be a re- a, a good way of thinking well actually if it comes to the end of my term uh, you know 30 odd years later 35 years or later then maybe what i have to do is just sell, sell my property clear off and then buy with left as left as a, as a balance I mean, one of the things that they've got to think about, I suppose, going forward, is, is carrying your mortgage with you wherever you go to a pro- to another property, and therefore that that could help. I mean, in the U.S., they definitely have that process where basically you have a mortgage and you could actually, you know, almost port make it portable to the next property and the next property and the next property, um, if you so wish to, um, so that you're not having to switch. You know lenders and repay and go through the whole process again um but there must be a reason why we can't do that or it doesn't work for our people
0: so where do you think joe the happiest place to live is in britain it's a new survey from right move this time we've had zoopla on the show now we've got right move on the show britain's happiest place to live apparently is richmond in london it's the number one spot this year uh, winchester came second monmouth monmouth even in wales came third which is the first time anywhere from wales has been in the top three since 2018 and Shields is the happiest place to live in scotland the happy at home index asks residents how they feel about their area based on 13 happiness factors it was completed this year by over 26,000 people i guess if you could afford a property in richmond you're going to be pretty happy
1: well, look, Richmond is idyllic to a, to a large extent, and that's probably why it's come at that sort of spot. There are so many idyllic locations around, but uh, being by the river and and having Richmond Park and all those other bits that go with it, it kind of dovetails and it sits on the fringes of London, so you've got the best of both worlds, really. Um, and and yeah, I you know I drive through Richmond and it's it's a very, very pleasant um place to be in but um going through so not not surprising that it's hit that sort of spot it's always been within the top five anyway um in 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 stockbroker belt terms communication travel all of those things Um, and yes you know that and that's what pushes the prices up because supply and demand is the is the bit that uh, um, pushes the prices and, and the demand of the kind of properties that they are um, but it's good to see whales creeping in there as well. Um, and, and um, you know, generally, th- these things are quite interesting, that it's how people judge it. And it's also interesting when the surveys are done, what are the reasons why people tick these boxes? And, um, you know, I go back to the points that, they, that there's, it's always about what we see and like, and that it feels good to ourselves. Um, and I often say to, to sellers, if you live in a road that um, you know people drive through and, and look around and go, this is a nice location. I'd like to live here. It's because you know the road has been well catered for in the area, and that's the thing with Richmond. You can drive around Richmond, and it's quite leafy, and they've looked after their their exteriors, which makes it an area that people want to live in.
0: And of course, you've got the river running through the middle, which is always very nice. A study found that a feeling of a sense of pride, belonging and community is most likely to contribute to feeling happy to live in an area, uh, more so than having access to things like public transport, schools and job opportunities. One of the key trends to emerge from the year's study is that living in rural areas are more likely to be uh, happy than they would be living in a city. Uh, especially where, if you're living near somewhere like a, a national park or an area of outstanding natural beauty. Those who live in a rural environment, for example, on the, in the countryside or villages, were more likely to say they were happy uh, where they live rather than residents of an urban or suburban city or town area. Delving deeper into the findings, residents who live near woodland, mountains or coast or a river were more likely to be happy in their area than those who were in a built-up area. The analysis showed that having access to nature and green spaces is more important to residents than having access to public transport shops and restaurants and employment interestingly around one in three thirty percent of residents said that they would be happier living somewhere else now that's an interesting point isn't it
1: well i think i think um the terminology the grass looks greener on the other side comes to my mind on, on, on something like that and um so yeah, when you go somewhere else, you always think, well, I'd like to live, live there and live, live you know, in a nice area or, or a remote country area or by the river or by the sea. All of those things are, as you said in, in, in your comments there, are the reasons why people want to move. And I think it's always about uh, finance, circumstances and aspiration. Aspiration of saying, well, I'd like to move somewhere else because it's nicer or, or, or I can afford it or it's closer to family, or all of those um, uh, reasons that we sometimes perhaps don't even, you know, bring into our mind. But they are the reasons why people tend to, to move. Um, and so yes, it's it's quite quite a high percentage that most people want to go somewhere else because I think it's just how you're made to feel where you are. You sort of want the change, and it looks nicer elsewhere. Um, but the cost of moving sometimes deter those lovely dreams that we'd like to achieve.
0: Most people who weren't happy where they were said they'd like to be in the Southwest, Joe. About thirty-five percent of those who think they'd be happier living in a different area or planning to move in uh, are, are planning to move in the next year. So, yeah, uh, Southwest is a popular choice. Um, moving to a bigger home, twenty-eight percent—that's what they wanted to do. Looking for better value for money, twenty-seven percent. Wanting a change of lifestyle, twenty-four percent. And changes in personal circumstances uh, were reasons for people to move, and they came high on that list as well. Um, downsizing, eleven percent reducing energy costs 10 percent and taking advantage of remote working to live somewhere new where other factors uh, were other factors for those planning a move and i suppose that's one thing isn't it of course still plenty of people who are now realizing that their company is going to say well yes you can work from home three or four days a week that then thinks, well, where am I going to do that? I've been doing it in the kitchen for the last couple of years because that's, you know, we were waiting to see what the company was going to do, but now it's an official thing and it's part of their DNA as a company. You think, well, i better find somewhere with an office.
1: Yes, or, or, or bigger bigger house, which is probably why the three-bedroom policy, you know, comes into it, because they can always sell the little room into a study or an office. Uh, is that flexibility that people are looking for. But it's interesting that... Um, you know, working from home and working out in the country is now 9%, where two years ago that was probably much higher, especially with the the pandemic, everybody was running away. But there's a huge amount, a huge demand now of people wanting to go back to work, to the office, uh, through mental health issues and through remoteness and isolation. People prefer to have company or be around other people so they can bounce off and work with, you know, the ideas of what other colleagues are doing so that they can actually you know, integrate. And that's that's a huge thing now, of course. Um, but I'm surprised that the number is as low as nine, 9%. I thought it would be much higher than that. Mm.
0: Well, one thing's for sure. We should be here looking at uh, property matters again in 2024. Happy New Year to all of our viewers and listeners. Happy New Year to you as well, Joe. I uh, hope it's a prosperous one for us in 2024. We'll see you again soon for some more property matters.